Greetings, my name is Dave. And I'm Stacy. Welcome to the Plants Change My Life podcast. We are a husband and wife team living in Houston, arguably the barbecue capital of Texas, who share a passion for good food and holistic wellness. We are on a mission to inspire people to live their best lives through healthy food choices, one meal at a time. Today, we're chatting with a personal trainer who experienced a scary wake-up call during a routine physical. She thought she was a super healthy eater until a blood test revealed something altogether different. But Amanda Mancini shifted the tide on those results with a simple diet makeover. Grab your tea and take a seat. Here's her story. We are here with Amanda Mancini, the founder of the Pure Fit Women online coaching program. She's a certified National Academy of Sports fitness trainer who's passionate about health and wellness. She's also a wife and mother of twins. (laughs) I'm so excited to have her here to chat about how a plant-based diet has changed her life. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yay, I'm so excited that we connected. I love the perspective that you have um, coming from like a fitness background and having the plant-based diet and being able to, like, you definitely have, you you, you have results, like you are successful in what you do. Um, Thank you. So tell me, so are you current, are you currently in New York right now? I'm actually in New Jersey. I'm originally from New York. I moved here about 10 years ago. So I'm a New Jersey resident today. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So tell me, what is it like? um, What is the vegan culture like in your area? Uh, It's actually pretty, uh, I think people are starting to catch on. I was, uh, I've been a personal trainer for many years, working with a wide variety of clients. And uh, I myself made a change a few years ago. And, and I've been spreading the word just with my network in, in my community here. And I think we're in uh, an area that is very open to health and, you know, organic foods. And so being in the stores and seeing what's out there, it's very present in our community, vegan uh, nutrition, uh, a lot of options as far as plant-based foods go and organic foods as well. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So how long have you been plant-based? Uh, it's going to be about three years now. I uh, I start. I was always on the high protein, low carb uh, method of eating. That's how we were all taught to eat properly. A lot of chicken and salad, and that's pretty much all I ever really ate was a lot of you know a lot of fruits and vegetables. But definitely the main part of my meal was a lot of protein, a lot mm-hmm. of um, turkey, chicken, fish. Uh, staying away from the starches. So I, uh, I thought I was eating healthfully. Uh, I always did, a, I do quite a bit of running. That's another part of my life, but I do a lot of coaching with clients and running and competitively marathons, half marathons and that kind of thing. So this was my diet and I considered myself to be very healthy. I had gone to the doctor for a routine checkup at, uh, on my 40th birthday and uh, I got my results back and I was really... Uh, 
very unhappy with what came back with my blood test. My cholesterol was high. It was over, it was actually 221. Um, my sugars were borderline. Uh, they, he told me my A1C was borderline and I needed to watch my sugar and my triglycerides were off, my liver enzymes. And at that point I was eating, like I said, a lot of chicken, a lot of protein powders, a lot of supplements. And I said, oh my God, I, I, how could I eat any better? I couldn't even figure out how I could eat any better. You know, it wasn't making any sense. And then I started to really think about it. I said, maybe I should take out the supplements and, and I do eat a lot of chicken. And I happened to start Googling, you know, what the cholesterol was in, in different foods. And I didn't even realize as a trainer and being in the nutritional industry that chicken had more cholesterol than beef. And I was eating chicken two to three times a day because the more protein you got into your body, the better for this is what we're taught. And mm -hmm. uh, I said, oh my God, I gotta take everything out. So I started with, uh, chicken and turkey and fish. I took it all out. I started replacing with beans and, um, you know, just increasing my vegetables and, and took myself off, off all supplements. And then I was still eating eggs. So I'm thinking, okay, eggs are okay. I go back to the doctor and my levels all normalized, except that my cholesterol was still around 190. I was still eating a lot of, um, nuts and eggs at that point. And I said, uh, I don't understand. I'm glad that everything else is normalized. So I felt better about it. And I really love this way of eating, but I was a little disappointed. I said, here I am not eating all these things. Well, I said, let me go take this a step further. I took out the eggs and I, I just went all in. I took out the, um, I lowered the amount of uh, oils I was using, uh, nut oils, avocados and all that. I still eat them, but in a smaller amounts. And of course, at that point, my blood test came back again, and I was extremely happy with the results. Uh, my cholesterol was 158. All my triglycerides were low, I mean, real low. Uh, all my numbers were excellent. And I said, there was, that was the only proof I needed that, to show me that it was the food all along. You know, mm -hmm. that any health issues I was having. Oh, and I meant to also mention, I was having, uh, I was diagnosed with uh, an autoimmune disease uh, for the thyroid called, called Hashimoto's disease. And uh, they say that a lot of times it's your food can uh, trigger things in your body, you know? So that was another reason why I decided to come off the animal products. And uh, since that time, I have not needed to be on any medication. Um, my And like I said, every other blood test came back normal. I feel great. And uh, so I know that for me, this was the right decision. And now I'm helping other people to do the same with my, what I do with my work. Wow. So what were some of the, you made a, you made a lot of changes in a short period of time. What were some of the biggest challenges that you faced making the transition? Um, I think at first it was worrying about where I was going to get my protein. That was the first thing because we were so concerned with that for so long. And I think I, I did quite a bit of education on self, you know, learning from the main doctors that are out there on the internet, Dr. Greger with nutritionfacts.org, Dr. McDougall. I was listening to all these doctors, Dr. Neil Barnard, I started reading, and I realized that the protein uh, was not the important, you don't have to worry about how much protein you're getting. You, you get enough protein from what is naturally occurring in the plant food, what's coming from the vegetables, what's coming from the starches that we're eating, the quinoa, rice, potatoes, whatever's naturally in the food, that's all your body needs. And that's when the light bulb went off there. I said, okay, so I don't have to worry about that. Another challenge, uh, so once I got past that, that was fine. And I was completely 
comfortable and feeling safe that I was eating properly. You know, a lot of times people think you're going to get sick. You're not even getting the right nutrition and you get all the nutrients you need from plant food. And I'm very comfortable with knowing that now. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second thing I think was people become being very uncomfortable with my change to my food, my fam, my family at first, um, friends, people that know you for a long time. I, I, I got some feedback from clients saying, you know, you always told us this for so long and now you're telling us the complete opposite. And I was just very transparent. I said, I did what I thought was the right thing at the time based on the research that's out there, but I, I had to make a change for myself and I realized that this was not the right way for me to eat anymore. So I had to be transparent with everybody that I, I didn't believe in that other way of eating anymore. So it was more of like a dis, um, trying to not convince people, but like they see that I, I, not that I made a mistake. It's just that we, what we were taught is no longer what I believe. And they looked to me for advice. So that was kind of like tough that I had to say that, well, I think I was wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, but since then it turns around and they're following now. They're following what I'm doing. People are reaching out to me and asking me for help and, uh, and even family members that were completely not on board or, are you know on board with me so that's that's really been helpful too but i would say those are the two biggest ones and uh, i'm past both both of them i mean people that don't understand this type of way of life or eating i just usually will ask them why it bothers them so much you know what i eat i mean i don't push on anybody else but i always wonder why are they feeling so disturbed by what i put in my mouth and they're usually like, I don't know. <laughs> you know. So people like to have people do the same things as they want to be like that herd mentality, you know, do what everybody else does. So I was never really a person that kind of went, you know, went along with things. I always kind of thought for myself. So you're a wife and a mother. When you made that switch for yourself, was it um, was it hard to like, I guess, I don't know if your husband and your children, did you have to make two meals for everybody every day? Like, how did that work mm-hmm. out? Yeah, well, I still do, actually. Not as much as I used to. So I, I do struggle with saying that, you know, that with the vegan or plant-based nutrition, there's a part of me that wants everybody, I know that this is a healthier way for them to eat, so I don't want to give them anything that I know would be harming them, which is, in my opinion, animal products. I don't think they're healthy. However, I do respect the fact that everybody's their own individual and I want them to make their own decisions based on hopefully my teachings will rub off at some point. So my husband was eating uh, fish and, and, you know, mostly fish, I would say eggs for a while. And he was kind of going along with me for as much as, as much as he was able to. And then he started having some issues with his blood test, same kind of problem, the cholesterol, the sugar and all of that. And then he had gained some weight over the holidays. And then this past year, last uh, January, he said, I'd like to do this with you all in, just feed me whatever you, you eat. I said, great. So he lost 13 pounds in two months and uh, he's not an overweight guy. He always took care of himself and, you know, exercised, but he, uh, he lost 13 pounds without even trying. He wasn't really exercising. He was just eating what I ate and I, I do not cook with a lot of oil. So I think that's a very important part, part of a whole, whole foods plant-based diet is that you are eating no processed foods or very little and very, very little oil, if not any. 
And uh, so he did that with me, he did great, went back to the doctor. His cholesterol plummeted also down to 162 from 215. And that was in two months. And uh, so the, the numbers were all there, it was really amazing. Uh, so I have him, he's fine, he'll eat whatever I make. My kids, um, I, I have a little issue as far as, it's not an issue, they're not 100%. I know at school they eat, I don't know what they eat actually, <laughs> <School>. <laughs> They they get hot lunch. Everything I make them for lunch comes home in the bag. So I said, you know, I, I don't know what else to do on that end. I'm trying. Yeah. I give them some healthy snacks. But they're 16. They'll be 16 soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do tell them, please don't ever order certain foods ever. You know, no processed meats mm-hmm. if you're going to eat any at all. There's, mm-hmm. no, there's no fast food allowed. So they respect that. But uh, at home, I, I basically have minimized their uh animal consumption so i no longer have any dairy in the house so they don't eat any dairy we use vegan cheese and all of that if we use any at all mm-hmm. and um for dinner i would say maybe two nights a week i'll cook for them either uh you know an animal product meal it might be a fish or a chicken but that's maybe once or twice a week the rest of the week uh is whatever i'm eating which is you know tonight we had pea soup Mm-hmm. Split pea soup. Uh, last night I made you know another lentil dish, and some days they eat it. Some days I know that they don't love it. Um, I, I made a pasta with a lot of vegetables in it. They enjoy that. Uh, so there is a little. We haven't totally. I haven't totally gotten them on board. My, I'm working on it. Working on it. But I know at the end of the day I have to start with myself, and and then hopefully people will start to join me. I hope my kids will at some point. I don't think that part of me actually. And I go over this quite a bit in my head that I really, as the mother, I should probably just make the decision for them and do it 100%. But because they're picky with certain foods, I'm afraid they're not going to get in enough nutrients because they won't eat a lot of things that I make. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with that to a degree. But I figured I did listen to a, uh, a couple of doctors that I follow, and, and I believe it was Pam Popper. I don't know if you know who she is, but uh, she's a... a plant-based doctor that I follow and I like her content and she had did there were studies done that showed that um you could eat three or less servings of week of an animal product and still maintain the same benefit mm-hmm. as a person that's on a vegan diet health benefit mm-hmm. so I'm hoping that if that's the case and they just eat a minimal amount that I would still be doing them some, you know, positive things with their diet just by incorporating more plant foods as opposed to saying nothing right. ever, you know, again, right. I don't know if they'll do it. I, I'd like them to eventually. Yeah. Step by step. <laughs> right. Step by right. step. Yeah. So one of the questions that we often get is, um, and you've already talked a little bit about what you prepare on a daily basis, like People always like wonder, like, what in the world are you, what do you eat? I mean, if you're not eating meat or, you know, like, what is, what else is it? Like, how do you have a complete meal without meat on your plate? So can you just give us an idea of some of like your, your go-to dishes? Like, what does your plate look like now? Yes. Well, I think I felt the same way. So when people say that to me, I remember saying that to people actually. And I, and now I cringe that I even said that Mm -hmm. because it's so, it, it makes no sense when you really begin to think about it. So you have four food groups, you have your starches, you know, your greens, uh, rice, uh, oatmeal, all those kinds of things, uh, pastas, and then you have your vegetables, your fruits, and then your nuts and seeds. So my, 
what I tell people is my side dish, your side dish is probably my main dish. Mm -hmm. So you might be making uh, rice and vegetables, your side dish with your chicken, and I'm eating brown rice and vegetables with maybe double the amount of vegetables or triple. And, you know, that's my main dish. Mm -hmm. And I might have a salad. So um, I, on a typical day, I, I... don't and another thing I want to mention is I don't I no longer measure my food or count calories, which is something I did my entire life as a, a personal trainer. That's all we did was count calories and fat grams and and protein grams, and I don't do any of that anymore. It's completely liberating to just eat until you're full, and if you're eating the right foods, you don't have to worry about how much you're eating. Mm-hmm. You just eat until you feel satisfied, and I do because. For so long, we were trying not to eat carbohydrates, and now we're eating what the body actually needs, and you're actually satisfied. So I, one of the staples of my meals uh, every day is I eat uh, potatoes, typically sweet potatoes, or there's a version of a sweet potato called a, a Hanna potato. It's mm-hmm. spelled H-A-N-N-A-H. I really love this potato. It's so sweet. It tastes like candy. And uh, you can only, I only find it in Whole Foods. I know that there might be other stores that carry it, but I, I haven't seen it anywhere else. And they're enormous. So I, I have usually a big, huge potato, and mm-hmm. I don't cook anything uh, intricate because I don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I'll throw some lentils or beans on top. I throw um, some vegetables or broccoli, you know, any kind of vegetable I have on hand. And then I top it with nutritional yeast and, um, you know, uh, I, I use a uh, some seasonings that I have, like a, a garlic mixture and uh, some yibby here of uh, kimchi or like a fermented sauerkraut. I use that on top of most of my foods to get the good probiotics in, in there. So a typical dinner will be like a huge potato with all of these toppings on it, and I'm literally stuffed. By the time I'm finished eating, I'm not looking for anything else. That, that would be a typical dinner for me. Uh, breakfast, I'm always around oatmeal, mostly oatmeal that I feel very good on eating that. And I do um, a lot of activity, fitness, exercise and running. So I know that that works well for me. And I usually will do uh, a bowl of oatmeal with a couple of tablespoons of flax seeds and date sugar mm-hmm. to sweeten it up and berries. Mm-hmm. So blueberries or any kind of mixed berries. Uh, that's breakfast. And lunch is always a very big salad and a lot of raw food at lunch and with peppers and onions and carrots and, and, and beans are thrown in there and uh, always something along the lines in that, in that you know, for that meal. And, uh, and usually fruit throughout the day, uh, a little bit of nuts here and there. And sometimes I'll have a little dark chocolate, a vegan chocolate, or, you know, I'll make a, a vegan ice cream with, at home with bananas and uh, uh, frozen fruit, you know. Uh, but the strange thing is I don't really... And I can't say this before I started the, the plant-based nutrition. I don't really have any cravings anymore. I don't, like, think... I, I'm not wanting anything. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. My whole life, we would think about when we could have a cheat meal on the weekend. Or, mm-hmm. you know, dying for this <laughs> or dying for that. And the strange thing is, is I literally can honestly say there is, I'm not looking for anything. I, I will have a little chocolate. I want something sweet here or there. But it's not every day. And I'm not, like, thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it's very nice to feel that way. Your meals sound pretty awesome and filling to me. <laughs> yeah, they are. I mean, I'm full. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't gained a pound. So I've been able to maintain my fitness and my weight, you know, so I haven't, nothing's changed as far as I was always in, in shape and able to 
you know, run quite a bit. I do a lot of long distance running. Nothing has changed in that department at all. So mm-hmm. I know that my food is fueling me the right way. That's good. That's I really like that because um, an, another concern people express to us, uh, people who are like active and they, they work out heavy and hard all the time. They, they're always like, I tried to go plant-based, but I was always hungry. I felt hungry all the time. So mm-hmm. it's good to hear that, you know, this is what you do and you, you eat well enough and you don't have any sort of, you, you haven't felt any deficiencies in your workout. Correct. And, uh, the other thing I want to mention when people say that, because I do get a lot of questions myself, and they usually are not eating enough starch, starchy foods, and not eating enough carbohydrates because they still think they're going to gain weight from them. And I said, the longer you hold on to that belief, the more you're going to torture yourself mm. because you cannot, in my opinion, be on a plant-based diet and feel nourished or get enough calories if you're just eating leafy greens and cherry tomatoes Mm -hmm. like you're just not gonna feel right and and then they'll make the mistake also by drinking a lot of plant-based protein powders and plant-based bars and and things like that and I said that is not food Mm -hmm. so if you're gonna have the food make sure it's coming directly from the earth and not from a powder Mm -hmm. you know and and don't you don't need to drink your calories unless you like to do that but I don't really think it's very filling personally so you know, and, and that's really where they, they have a hard time. So I said, once you can let go of that, let yourself have the rice, have the potato, have the, you know, uh, the oatmeal, whatever it is that you're not allowing yourself to have, have it, but don't put oil on it. Don't put, don't cook it with all these avocado oil, coconut oil. Don't do that. You're not going to gain weight. I promise. Mm -hmm. And and every time it's it's true. Mm -hmm. That's all. I like that. That's a lot of good information. What, what advice would you have for someone who's thinking about going vegan or is just getting started with the process and maybe feeling a little bit unsure? Well, I think they first, my advice would be to get yourself educated. I think uh, a lot of people will just allow uh, somebody to tell them something. They just believe it. A doctor, even. Unfortunately, somebody that's in a position of credibility and you just automatically believe them because they have a white coat on. Whereas a lot of times doctors don't have the nutritional background that they should, or they just don't know about plant-based nutrition. They just may not know about it and uh, they don't understand it. So I say get educated. I always recommend, and I have on my you know social media pages, I always post the videos that I've watched and the books that I've read and the doctors that I follow on YouTube that have helped me on my journey. So that's who taught me about this. It wasn't that, um, you know, I wasn't waiting for anyone to teach me. I looked for this information and I, I got myself educated. And once I saw and I read and I, I listened to all this, the, the data, I, I had no um, issues about getting started at that point. I say you have to get educated first. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, when you, you know, if you're thinking about doing that and then to start small because it can be overwhelming i was there so i knew at first to say my god i'm never going to eat these things again felt like you're taking away the baby's bottle (laughs) and but i tell them don't think you're taking stuff away replace it so if your lunch and that's what i did my lunch was for years a grilled chicken over salad every day my even when we would go out to eat my husband would just order exactly that because he knew that's all I was going to order on the menu it didn't matter what was on the menu it was going to be grilled chicken and salad mm-hmm. and 
So I took that grilled chicken and I replaced it with chickpeas. So, you know, if you're eating, if you like eating, uh, you know, a quesadilla with cheese in it, replace it with vegan cheese if you have to do that. If you're eating uh, a regular burger, replace it with a veggie burger. So it's not that you're not eating the food, just replace it with a vegan option. And then it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, I think that would be the easiest advice. And maybe start with one meal a day. That's another thing you could do, just dinners or, or pick a few days a week. You're going to eat plant-based the whole day and see how you feel. You know, and I always explain to people, there are people in this world that don't have access to 95% of the food we eat on a daily basis. You know, nothing's going to happen to you if you eat differently for a couple of days a month. Give yourself a chance to heal and see how you feel after a month or two doing this. You know, instead of doing it, um, I, I'm okay with starting on a moderate level, but if you really want to gain the results and, and feel the way we feel, go all in and just see what happens. Nobody's, that's not going to be the end of the world. <laughs> what are some of your favorite inspirational resources? You mentioned that you, you, when you come across something you really like, you'll post it on your Instagram page. What are some of those like books and, and podcasts and sources that you use? Um, I'm very big on, uh, usually every morning I'll listen to a YouTube or a podcast, something that, is, that helps me in that department. Typically YouTube, I would say more than anything, but I, I really love uh Dr. Michael Greger's information. He's from an organization called nutritionfacts.org. And all of his research, he, does, he's, he, he has no corporate sponsorships. He has no stake in anything. All of his research is evidence-based, the highest level studies you can find. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of studies out there that are not really, have no basis to them. And he finds the best, you know, the best of the best. So you know his information is spot on. I really uh, like to listen to his uh, recommendations. And he actually has something he created called The Daily Dozen. And it's, uh, it, they actually made it into a free app. And you can basically try to incorporate these 12 foods into your diet every day. That, that instead of trying to eat a certain way, just try to get these 12 foods in your diet every day. So it might be uh, blueberries uh, as one high, high antioxidant f- food. Flax seeds would be another thing to check off. A third one could be a serving of uh, whole grains or whatever it is. And you just kind of check off the boxes as you go through the day. Mm-hmm. So I find that to be very helpful. And I, I do like his content quite a bit. I also follow, uh, I mentioned it before, Dr. McDougall. He's been around since, I think, the 70s. He is a medical doctor. He has changed so many people's lives with his recommendations on food and nutrition. And he is very much a believer in a starch-based diet and uh, you know reversing a lot of chronic disease with eating this way mm-hmm. so I, I i listen to a lot of his content on youtube and he also has an amazing website where you can pretty much find up-to-date information on anything and everything that you're interested in he has a free newsletters recipes so it's a full free website i really find his content to be very uh, had taught me a lot uh and then uh I also like, I do watch the documentaries. I may have watched a lot of them already, but uh, for general information, Forks Over Knives absolutely would be the first place to start on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, another documentary, What the Health, which people are starting to hear about these. I watched that one. And then um, the third one that really stuck with me was uh, Earthlings, which was very difficult to watch. That one's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And 
that that one is about the ethical side of eating plant-based and why you know we 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 need to wake up Mm -hmm. as a society and you know realize what's happening to all these animals and that's kind of when I started to say my god it's not just what I'm putting in my mouth like when that chicken gets to your plate I mean we're not putting together how it got there Mm -hmm. and I always say if everybody had to go and slaughter their own animal for Mm -hmm. dinner I don't think too many people would be eating that way Mm -hmm. you know and if we were meant to eat animals we wouldn't need to cook them and skin them and do all these things to them Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. an animal in the wild they're they're not doing that so yeah so I I found that to be very hard to watch but very eye-opening so those those would be my main recommendations Mm mm-hmm so what's the best, what's the next big thing that you hope to accomplish in health and wellness? Well, I actually just applied to be, and I was accepted to be a group leader for a plant pod in New Jersey, which is, uh, there was another documentary I forgot to mention, it's called uh, Plant, I think it's Plant Pure Nation or Pure Plant Nation. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I might be messing I've up the order. I've heard of that one. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. And I, I watched it a long time ago, but it's basically a grassroots movement of people that are trying to spread the word, uh, spread awareness about the benefits of a plant-based diet, both for the environment and for our physical health uh, as a society, as a, as for the human race. And uh, they are looking for people to, that are willing to be, you know, speakers and go out and talk to the community. So being that I, this is what I do anyway. I, it's something I've always wanted to do. And um, I have a lot of people reaching out to me, past clients and, and connections, acquaintances that want to learn about this. So I say, you know what? I think I'm going to become part of this. And then we can hold monthly meetings, invite people to come and learn about it. We can watch a documentary. We could discuss tips for success and, and food prep and whatever it is. Go food shopping at Whole Foods and teach them a little bit of how I shop. Um, how we can live this way and make it a lifestyle. So my next, you know, the next stage for me is going to be leveraging my time and speaking to groups. So I've, I, I, my goal is to, I connected with a, uh, a beautiful farm that's in my area and she's willing to host the meetings there, which would be a perfect venue for us. But further from that, I'm, I'm planning on contacting uh, corporations and see if they are open to uh, free speaking events where I can go and just talk to people about what I do with my, you know, my life nutrition wise mm-hmm. and see if I can get more people on, on board. That's my goal with that. Awesome. I like that. Yeah. That's, I Thanks. didn't know that I didn't, I, I've heard about the documentary, but I didn't know that there was, I knew it was a grassroots movement. Um, but I'm, it sounds really great that you're creating this community because that's really important for people who are getting started and actually people who have are, actually have been doing it too because community actually gives people the strength mm-hmm. to keep going forward. You right. Know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing with what I, what I liked about it. You, when you go onto their website, if you, I, I'm trying to do this off the top of my head, but Plant Pure Nation or the other way around, Pure Plant Nation. And on their website, they have information on there. You could start a pod anywhere in the country and they'll show you where the pods are they're all over the place so there's different regions it doesn't have to be one per state or anything like that but once you uh contact them you submit your application and they have somebody call you and you can discuss you know they can discuss with you what your what they need expect from people that are group leaders and and see if it works out 
And so uh, we only had one in New Jersey that I was able to find, but apparently it's not even active. So mm-hmm. there are people that are looking for, like you said, support groups and, and people that they can be around that are doing the same thing because it can be a little bit lonely mm-hmm. if you're the first of your you know your network of people to do this mm-hmm. and uh I, I i want to provide a place for them to feel safe and and educated and learn about this and hopefully get other people involved and i feel like every person that does this it's one person that may be saved from a chronic disease down the road they can reverse the disease um maybe prevent you know a lot of heartache a lot of a lot of suffering unnecessary suffering if they will give it a, their bodies a chance to thrive properly so that's my uh my next goal with uh with this so how can people connect with you and learn more about your mission and your business i would love for them to do that my website i have a website which is purefitwomen.fit so that's my website i can be contacted on there there's uh, an area for them to send me a message and I have a, a newsletter that I send out every month if they would like to sign up for that. And I'm also on Facebook uh, under Pure Fit Women and on Instagram under Pure Fit underscore women. And uh, I post not only about plant-based nutrition, my business is more is, is a little bit bigger. I, I help people with not only fitness programs, plant-based, you know, obviously plant-based nutrition, fitness programs, but just getting healthy and and keeping life simple. So that's really my goal is, you know, going more holistic in your life, green cleaning. I do a lot of education on natural solutions for different things. Uh, I'm very much into essential oils in that world. So I do a lot of training and education on that. So I try to just bring it all together and just be as plant-based and natural as possible. And uh, if anybody would like to, you know, have a wellness overview, I, I do those. I do those for free, and I can jump on the phone and speak to them about their goals and try to offer some recommendations and suggestions. And uh, and uh, again, Facebook is mostly where I'm active, speaking to people. So if they would prefer that, I'm, I'm very accessible on there. If they'd like to send me a message, uh, my full name on there. Well, it's under Amanda Mancini's. So they'll be able to find me pretty easily there. So as we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to talk about or add that we haven't mentioned so far? Um, I think that pretty much covers it on my end. I, I can't uh, stress to people enough how how in charge of your body you actually are. That mm-hmm. I, if I could just end with this, I would say a lot of times, you know, a person thinks that they're a prison, like they have no chance because of their genetics, that they are doomed to get these chronic western diseases and their doctor told them they'll be on medication for the rest of their life and there are instances where that could be true but there's very little evidence that genetics are the only things that affect you i think the genetics might load the gun but your lifestyle is going to pull the trigger Mm -hmm. so we all have those genetics where there might be things we have to be more concerned about but what are you doing to prevent or fuel that disease and and my goal is to try to reverse or prevent whatever I can as best as I can. And I think food is the really the only way. There's no medicine that's going to cure anything. But food will heal you if you're 
committed to eating this way on a regular basis. And I think if you give it enough time to get used to the change in the diet, it doesn't feel like it's, I don't think about it, like we're discussing it now, but I don't think about it on a regular basis where I'm having to make decisions. I just don't eat those other foods anymore. It's almost like if you put dog food in the room with me and you told me to eat, like it's not my food, you know? <laughs> it's not my food. So, you know, you're not gonna sit there and put your face into a dog's dish if that's how I look right. at it. I'm like, I don't eat dirty food, like I don't mm-hmm. eat those things. So I'm fine with it. I, I think it amuses people to a degree, <laughs> but, uh, I'm okay with that. I saw, I, I, if they just give it enough time, I'd say it took me a solid year to feel totally okay with it. So just give it time and it'll happen. Yeah. So that's my advice if I can offer any. Awesome. Amanda, thank you again for joining us. I enjoyed chatting with you today and learning more about your story and your inspiration that you're giving to people. We all appreciate you stopping, uh, taking the time out of your day to share with us. Well, thank you very much. I really enjoyed speaking with you, and I hope to talk to you again one day. Yes, we'll have to get together again. That would be great. All right. Thank you again. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Thank you again, Amanda, for speaking with us. Um, Everyone go out and tap into everything she has going on. Uh, Again, it's purefitwomen.fit, and it's a great resource for everything wellness, uh, from essential oils to recipes to overall plant-based living and and fitness. Uh, So, yeah, go ahead and tap into that. And now we're going to shift into our food of the show. And today's food of the show is Sweet potato. Sweet potatoes are a nutrient-rich and versatile staple to have in your pantry. This root vegetable is starchy and sweet-tasting. The inner flesh is most commonly orange, but the color can vary from purple to red to pale yellow and white. Sweet potatoes are called potatoes, but the sweet and white potatoes are not actually related. Botanically, the sweet potato belongs to the bindweed or morning glory family, whereas the white potato is in the nightshade family. Often confused with yams, sweet potatoes and yams are actually from two different families. But don't fret. For the most part, what grocery stores are often labeling as yams, most of the time are actually sweet potatoes. Yams are usually found at specialty markets focusing on African or Asian foods. But opt for sweet potatoes, which have a richer nutrient content than yams. Sweet potatoes are a rich source of fiber and contain an array of vitamins and minerals including iron, calcium, selenium, and they're a good source of most of our B vitamins and vitamin C. One of the key nutritional benefits of sweet potato is that they're high in an antioxidant known as beta carotene, which converts to vitamin A once consumed. Add a drizzle of olive oil just before serving to increase your absorption of beta carotene. Natural compounds called carotenoids give sweet potatoes their rich color. Carotenoids are also antioxidants, which means they have the power to protect your cells from day-to-day damage. Here's a couple of tips for when you're shopping. Choose firm, not mushy sweet potatoes and make sure they have even colored skin. And when you're ready to slice them, use a stainless steel knife. A carbon knife will darken the flesh. And stash your sweet potatoes in a spot with good airflow and don't put them in the refrigerator unless they're cooked. Because the cold will make them hard in the middle and will also alter their taste. Now growing up, I recall sweet potatoes 
always been drenched in sugar for the holiday candied yams, but there are so many more healthier ways to prepare them. You can steam them, you can roast them, you can boil them. Sweet potato fries are also tasty, and you can bake them instead of frying them. We've added a link for recipe inspiration on our website. Yeah, and you can also do the same thing as the candied yams, a similar concept, but just leave the sugar out. Um, of course, you can add maple if you wanted to, but sweet potatoes are already sweet and it doesn't need any a lot of extra sweetener to just make that type of dish. Uh, think about making casseroles and things like that. So, yeah, go ahead and check out that link. Now it's time for today's plant-based news and notes. More evidence that vegan is going mainstream. Candy giant Mars has launched a vegan milk chocolate bar in the UK, becoming the first major confectionery company to offer a plant-based alternative to milk chocolate, according to CNN. The new vegan bar is a remix of the company's Galaxy Bar. Consumers will have three flavors to choose from. Caramelized hazelnut, caramel and sea salt, and smooth orange. However, at $385 for a 100-gram bar, they cost three times more than regular Galaxy bars. The products will be available in UK supermarkets and will also be sold on Amazon. Here in the U.S., new vegan meals will soon be added to the menus of more than 250 arenas, stadiums, and convention centers across the country. To make it happen, the Humane Society of the United States is collaborating with Spectra Food Services and Hospitality, which is the leading provider of food services for venues across North America. Spectra chefs aim to create 20 menu items for concession and catering menus at Spectra Managed Venues. The venues serve millions of people annually, including the Atlantic City Convention Center, the Canvas Stadium at Colorado State University, and McCall Hall at Seattle Center. And more evidence that a plant-based diet is the way to go. A new study shows that a plant-based diet may prevent cognitive decline. The researchers found that people who had strongly adhered to plant-based dietary patterns during midlife were less likely to develop cognitive impairment later on. Specifically, those whose diets were plant-based were 18 to 33% less likely to develop cognitive impairment versus those who don't follow a plant-heavy diet. Just click on the link on our website to learn more about the study. Thank you for listening to the Plant to Change My Life podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend, subscribe wherever you listen, and leave us a comment. Also, if you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at stories at plantschangemylife.com. You can follow us at Plants Change My Life on Instagram and Facebook. And head on over to plantschangemylife.com for additional information about the show and the resources mentioned. We also have Plants Change My Life t-shirts that you can purchase to support our mission. Respect and always remember, when you eat good, you reap good. Peace. Plants change my life. 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 Plants change my life.